Brian Bershinger, co-host with Bill Benson of the legendary Swing Shift podcast. It's time for Dodger Baseball. So your team needs a bullpen, huh? Well, hey, welcome to the world of being a baseball fan. This is Swing Shift. My name is Ryan Bershinger. He is Bo Benson. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Swing Shift RNB. Uh, Bo, it's been quite a tumultuous couple of weeks uh, for the Dodgers. Well, just for life in general, dude. I mean, we have exclusive audio to play for you guys. (laughs) Yes. We're going to obviously get into a lot of the pitching issues the Dodgers have faced, but we like to start off with positives. Yeah. Uh, So remember a couple weeks ago when Joe Biden was giving a uh, commencement speech uh at annapolis and he fell down the stairs or whatever yes we have the audio of that if you want to go ahead and play that real quick <laughs> oh god yes uh here's here's this is exclusive by the way no one else has this don't ask us how we got it and now the three two swung on a pop foul back here Ow! 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 it really hit me i didn't know it was coming back yeah. that far yeah you shouldn't have baseball games at commencement ceremonies for the, like the navy what are you guys doing that's why joe biden fell down and he got hit uh. Uh. <laughs> um so this is of course yankees broadcaster john sterling getting hit by a foul ball now he's totally fine he was instantly fine after he maybe just got a little bruise um so because of the fact that he's totally fine i mean let's be real even if he wasn't yeah no it's still funny either way like (laughs) there's not a single person that uh would have been funnier for this to happen to because john sterling is like for for those who are unaware of sterling's work as a broadcaster um he's he's a muppet who became a real person (laughs) (laughs) and um he's he is so corny and so ridiculous but i used to hate him as an editor, because you know, pulling, oh god, it's the worst. It, it, trying to edit John Sterling highlights is legitimately terrible because um, the way in which he talks, he uh, he spaces out every one of his thoughts, and when he spaces out his thoughts, the crowd noise in the background it's low once he's done talking, and then it raises because he's not talking anymore, so the crowd noise comes up. And then he starts talking again. So you can't take the gaps out because it will sound like it's jump cuts. And we're not, you know, we're not uh, editing TikToks here. We're, we're trying to be professional well, audio editors. Well, sometimes we are. It's not, eventually, you know, we yeah. have to get with the times at some point. Yeah. Um, some some of you still don't know what we look like. And, yeah, I like to keep it that way. Uh, but, but, but one of these days, uh, you know, podcast is for voice. Uh, TikToks is for... The, the videos you, you didn't watch season four of Barry that's uh that's from when uh, Guillermo del Toro shows up in, in season four of Barry. yeah sorry Spoiler. I did that's not fantastic. wow okay that's cool great it's a it's a brief cameo thanks man his character is named Toro um well that's a little on the nose <laughs> he, uh, apparently like he reached out to Bill Hader because he loved the show so much and he was like can I be on he, he's like, just sure, so happy yeah. man like <laughs> He just likes to roll around from town to town and just like hang out with different famous people. And sometimes he makes a movie about a weird little guy, and that's cool. Like that should actually just be his next movie. Like weird Guillermo del Toro presents weird little guy. Weird little guy. So yes, uh, speaking of weird little guys, that was John Sterling getting hit by a foul ball. Um, uh, I'm gonna play it again because it's so God good. damn it, it's so funny. Now the three-two swung on a pop foul back here. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. <laughs> that's yeah. See, and that's why Vin was so much better than everybody else, because he still would have just like manned up and called the fucking game. <laughs> he he would have made no it all idea. about him. Yeah, yeah. He, just, he would have been bleeding for three innings. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He, would have, he would have no clue. Oh, uh, oh ow, ow, <laughs> ow, Aaron Judge, come comfort me. Um, and meanwhile, Susan's just throwing back a fifth of vodka. <laughs> Susan didn't She's give a shit. Disappeared. <laughs> Susan just let it happen. Um, oh goodness, yeah. I thought about it. Like, have you ever thought about like if John Sterling was the Dodgers broadcaster, what that would sound like? Horrendous. <laughs> because like Sterling is, if you've ever heard Sterling home run calls, like he, when you first hear them, 
you think, oh, that's a funny name play. And then when you think about it two seconds later, you're like, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. <laughs> uh, my favorite is Hicks hit one, hits one to the sticks. That's my favorite. <laughs> um, like for Aaron Judge, he has like four different ones yeah. that he jams into one long sentence. Yeah. Um, and including that, he will say it's a Judgian blast, mm-hmm. which is stupid. It does not make any. No, that's not a word. It. That's <laughs> that doesn't. That's not an adjective. What John. if there's a character on Dragon Ball named Judge Judgian or something like that, and like <laughs> John Sterling is just a really big fan of Dragon Ball, and we don't know. <laughs> Because, you know, he'll do his standard, like, all rise, here comes the judge. And that's good. That's fine. That makes sense. And then you say a judgian blast, and you're like, that, you just, you just, no, that's not a word, John. You just stick with the actual judge puns, and then, and then yeah. you're, you're good. Yeah. You no. would... So, yeah, basically what we're saying is that uh, that foul ball didn't go far enough. <laughs> it should have just caved in his skull, and we would have all been... <laughs> Susan Waldron would be the head analysis for the Yankees right now. And <laughs> she would maybe make it through four innings before she had to get taken out of the booth. Because, <laughs> like, Sterling would, again, he gives the illusion that, like, what he's saying is clever. And then, and, and like, if it was Will Smith, you would think that he would do, like, a getting jiggy with it or, or something like that. <laughs> oh, but, no. But, but that's the thing. That's That's so cringy, but he even wouldn't go there. Like, he would probably do something like, um. Uh, if when there's a will, there's a Smith. Yeah, which yeah, doesn't yeah. make any no. sense. But that's a hundred percent the way that Sterling yeah. would do it. Unfortunate. <laughs> that's, uh, what if we should actually just get all of like stupid ass fucking Dodgers Twitter to like be the next announcers because they would do that shit too. They'd be like, "Oh, Will Smith slapped one." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but Austin, oh. the Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking clowns, dude. Uh, James hits it out, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, I'm Although so I sorry. do think he should change his name. He, that's definitely what's causing his recent slump. Yeah. He yeah. should change his name to Hitman. Like, <laughs> not a, that's cooler, number one. <laughs> yeah, it would be. You could not be a Hitman if that was your last name. He'd be fucked. <laughs> I watched. I would be like, yeah, my name's uh, Kyle Innocent. Uh, the episode of Seinfeld where uh, the library cop uh, that was on yesterday and the library cop's name is Bookman, and they, they for a good thirty seconds are like, really, that's his name, Bookman? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, look, he's heard all the jokes, all right. Um, well, okay, there are positives to what the Dodgers have been doing. Yes, they they had a recent skid where they uh, dropped the last couple series on the road. Um, yeah, whatever. I mean, we all know why that happens, so we don't got to go into it. But uh, God is watching. Uh, um, that pisses me off. I know we weren't going to talk about it, and we're yeah. not going to talk about it. But right. to see people in like the Twitter replies be like, "Oh, you're uh, you're six and ten ever since this happened." Like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> like, there's fucking like, didn't another train just derail in Philadelphia? Like. Uh. There's fires going on in, in Canada, but yeah, God worries about the fucking Dodgers. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Um, he certainly doesn't worry about the Angels, I'll tell you that. That's much. facts. <laughs> um, so They're a, neither that's does blas- anyone, That's actually blasphemous, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no wonder they've they've been blessed with the two best players ever play the game, and they suck so much dick. <laughs> the Angels uh, welcome a group that's, that's caused all this controversy with open arms, and no one says a damn thing yeah. about that. Isn't that weird? Um, <laughs> so, Isn't that anyway. strange? <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so the, I think the biggest takeaway that's positive for the Dodgers over the last couple of weeks is that the stars are playing like stars and that's important. And that's, that's great. Freddie Freeman had a phenomenal month of yeah. May. Uh, it was player of the month. Uh, he's hitting like crazy fun stat about Freddie Freeman has a higher expected batting average than Luis Arias. Uh, who is hitting you know three ninety one right now? Yeah, <laughs> so he but- also has uh, more real teeth than <laughs> Luis Arias too. Um, um, Arias' stats are so funny because you you look at his baseball savant and like he's literally like in two percent the the second percentile in hard hit rate, but yeah. he's a hundredth percent in you know. Uh, just making contact and, and and his strikeout rate. He's got all. like one home run on the season. Like what? Good for him, man. Yeah. yeah he, if he it. was just born 80 years earlier, he would be like a lock for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> First ballot. Yeah. Like <laughs> he would be the greatest player of all time. Uh, 
Uh, so Freeman's been fantastic. Will Smith, the aforementioned Will Smith, he's second in all-star voting at catcher right now, and hopefully he gets to start. I, I know that people are freaking out because, like, Sean Murphy's leading. Sean Murphy's also having a really yeah, good season, so, one, like, yeah. let, let's not, it's, like, it brush that to the side. But Will Smith has been elite, and not just for a catcher. He's a fantastic hitter, period, Yeah, which is uh, so good. phenomenal. Good. And, and Thank God. And, like... I think, you know, we'll talk about this at a later time, but the fact that the Dodgers catching pipeline is is better than anyone's it, in baseball helps, is, is yeah. so significant and it's yeah. so important. Um, uh, Mookie is is leading off every other game with a home run, practically, it feels yeah. like. Um, he's He's been getting the offense uh, uh, set rather well. Um, and JD Martinez is uh, turning back the clock, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah, he, he's I I know we all like hoped that he would be able to produce at this level, but it was still you know he's he's an older hitter. Like you weren't sure if he would be able to, and he's he's an all star right now, and that's phenomenal. Yeah, uh, he's a legitimate middle of the order bat. Um, you know I'm I'm not trying to knock Justin Turner, but we replaced well, Justin Turner to. with JD Martinez. Oh, we're, and we're going. JD's to. been better, so. Yeah. Uh, it was it was the right move and it was an improvement and uh, it's it's very great, especially given like with the way that this team operates, having to make a player a desi- a, a designated designated hitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> having having a set DH where it takes away the flexibility of giving guys days off. Um, it's good that he's making that worth it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if he was struggling, then weirder conversations would have to be had. Um, the fact that he's able to be inserted into the lineup every day, right in the middle and produce consistently, uh, is a huge difference maker. Um, looking up and down the lineup though, uh, we talked about the fact that James Outman was going to slump at some point because he's a rookie and that happens. Uh, his slump, his hit pretty hard. Uh, but this is part of the learning process, and he's shown his ability. Yeah. So I, it's it's long enough now, where I don't think it's like, oh yeah, he was a fluke. Like, yeah. They probably should have played him in the playoffs last year, right? And they chose not to. Yeah. So. Uh. So hopefully he'll he'll kind of get back into the swing of things at some point, but. Also, David Peralta has been really good over the last month. <laughs> yep. Uh, which is a a great addition. Uh, to see him very quietly. Uh, he's hit like 300 over the last month, and so the fact that Outman's been slumping because of uh, because of Peralta's production, it's not much of an issue. So um, credit to the stars and the veterans for all stepping up offensively. That that's uh, that's huge. The offense has not been a problem. No, not at all. <laughs> they scored what like six six and nine runs or against whatever against the Phillies. Nice. Yeah, 69 runs. Yeah, I wish. Um. They score runs. They just can't stop anybody from scoring runs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's where we'll get to. Um, the positives with the pitching is that Clayton Kershaw is still being a stopper and still uh, giving giving much-needed relief to the bullpen every fifth day. Um, he's, he's taken it upon himself like he knows uh, when guys are taxed for a few days coming up to that start. You know, sometimes you still get nervous with Kershaw because of his age, but, like, He's he's been incredibly productive yeah. still, and he's been a huge help in the in the rotation. Um, and Bobby Miller, I mean, what more can be said yeah, about man. how good Bobby Miller is? Man, he's so much fun. I I, I he's just he has the look of a guy that is going to be an ace, mm-hmm. and he also looks like just a tad bit racist. <laughs> like there's a little bit of like, just like genetic racism in his body. <laughs> And it like helps him pitch better. It ha- like that's the only explanation. Because they've asked him to like he had to pitch against the Yankees, mm-hmm. and he still like you know managed that. <laughs> like he's he's a I th- he's the exact kind of pitcher you like. And uh, if Walker Buehler can ever not be injured again, like that right. would be it's gonna be a good one too. Yeah. And I still believe in Gavin Stone. They just, yeah. He just got called up, and he would always get like you know. He would cruise through two outs in an inning, and then Max Muncy would shit his pants and forget how to play baseball. And <laughs> before you know it, there's three guys on, two runs uh, across. And, like, I know that Bobby Miller and Gavin Stone both have had to face really strong lineups. Um, I, I think that is a testament to just how good Bobby Miller is. Um, and I, I don't want to... I think you can also point that out as a reason why Gavin Stone has struggled out of the gate, too. 
I, I get that you you might think that those cancel each other out, but they truly don't. It's it's really Bobby Miller is that good. Like he's mowing down lineups. Like he mowed down the Yankees for six innings yeah. uh, in, in prime time. Um, while Gavin Stone has had to face the Phillies and the Braves, and I believe he pitched against the Rays as well. Yeah, he did. Um, like that's that's as tough as it can get for a rookie just starting out in the league right now. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to hold anything against Gavin Stone. His his stuff hasn't been phenomenal. It hasn't been Bobby Miller level, but that's just simply how good Miller has been. Yeah. Um, I, I think that Stone would benefit from some more time in, in the minors. I think he obviously, like, he's a very recent draft pick. Like, he's a 2020 draft pick, so he's very young. Uh, and he shot up because of his really hot streak over the last year in the minors. Um, but I think that running into these uh, stacked lineups has been, I don't want to say a wake-up call for him, but it, the the the, uh, the the odds were stacked against him yeah. once he hit the majors. So he well, would and, benefit and from like, some time. And the, the, team, the team did that to him, too, yeah. because they, they knew in the offseason that their pitching was not going to be good. Right. They just chose not to do anything about it. Yeah. It was fully out of necessity. And so part of the necessity, of course, has been the injuries that have been tough. Uh, and not having Bueller, losing Dustin May. Uh, Tony Gonsolin apparently has overall body soreness. Yeah, that's me watching him pitch. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You're... <laughs> I mean, we all know what's coming. Uh, your notes here, the the question posed is what to do with Noah Syndergaard. And I yes. have quite a few thoughts on what you could do with Noah Syndergaard. All right, yeah, let's let's hear um, what, what You do could we do? throw him off the 405. Okay. You could throw him onto the 405. <laughs> you could throw him into the L.A. River. You could throw him off of Dodger Stadium. You could throw him off of the, oh, he could stand up on Thunder Mountain. Oh. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Could throw him off of the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. There's a there's a lot of stuff you could do with Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> None of it involves him ever pitching for the Dodgers again. Uh, yeah. So this is where we're at with with Noah Syndergaard. He's just been straight up bad. Like, and and there's He's no awful. Other way and we've mentioned it. it before, but like, you know, very plugged in uh, Los Angeles legend said before the season started that the Dodgers knew he was bad. Yeah. Like they knew he was bad, and they still. <laughs> They still went through with it and put him out there, just hoping, I guess, that the magic would fix it. But he has been atrocious. The funny thing is, like, he started throwing a cutter this year, and pe- players are hitting 375 against this cutter. <laughs> so uh, obviously, that doesn't work. So it's a just stop. You, you tried it; it didn't work. Let's uh, let's move on from that. Um, it's a very precarious situation with Noah Syndergaard, where if the the starting rotation was fully healthy. We didn't even mention the fact that Julio's been hurt. Um, yeah, I'm all, I, he's probably uh, he's probably pitched his way out of Los Angeles next year, or, or he's pitched his way into a cheaper contract. Yeah, which I'm maybe I'll be fine with that, um, but I don't I don't know. <laughs> uh, I I still I'm not too concerned about Julio. I I think that I whatever injury he was dealing with may have been affecting him more. Like he got rocked in that start in St. Louis and then instantly went on the IL. Yeah. So obviously like that was messing with him. Um so, you know, we'll see how he looks when he gets back. Um but you now have this situation in which Bobby Miller's been fantastic. You can give guys like Michael Grove and Gavin Stone more of an opportunity with other guys injured, but then you still need a guy who's throwing multiple innings yeah. every fifth day, and that's simply been Noah Syndergaard. So if if the rotation was fully healthy, Syndergaard probably would just be straight up DFA'd at some point. Yeah. But the problem is is that uh, the bullpen continues to get taxed. You have guys. Uh, you'll. We just had like two openers against the Phillies, <laughs> and then one of them was just a a full on, you know, a what eight pitchers threw in that game. Yeah. Um. It, I don't want to say that Noah Syndergaard is a necessity. He's simply a beneficiary of circumstance right now as to why he's still employed. Yeah, it's the quote from Dave where they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna send him back to L.A. and then we're just gonna do a complete reset with him." Like, yeah. That's so like that's just stupid. I don't know. I'm, I, he's not going to just suddenly get good. Like he's just no. He relied entirely on throwing harder than everybody else. But guess what? Like now everybody throws as hard as you used to. Yeah. 
and you can't do that anymore. Yeah. So, you know, tough cookie, dude, but <laughs> just retire. I'm telling you, man, there's this guy in Japan. <laughs> you should look at him. <laughs> um, uh, ideally, the Dodgers have five starters, and they could – I I know I hate like using a roster spot for Syndergaard, but quite frankly, I mean, there's not a lot of guys when you when you're employing made up people and putting them in the bullpen, uh, then there's definitely still a spot to just move Syndergaard to the pen and use them strictly in mop up games. Where if you need somebody to burn three innings, where it's yeah. an eight run game either way. Um, you know what's crazy though is I wouldn't even feel comfortable with that. I know. Who, Brandon League or uh, Noah Syndergaard in a mid-off? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Brandon League actually had moments in a Dodger uniform where he was good. Yeah. Uh, Noah yeah. Syndergaard has yet to do that. Not, not at all. Um, they're they're in such a precarious spot because so many teams make the playoffs now. Yeah. That I don't know if there's going to be that many sellers. Like, mm-hmm. and they're going to have to overpay like the White Sox for Dylan Cease or. Uh, the other guy that everybody likes, whose name I always blank on. Lucas Giolito. Yeah, Giolito. Uh, they're going to have to do that. And I still think they need a full-time shortstop. So, Yeah, uh, the Dodgers have like the least amount of offensive production at shortstop yeah. other than the A's. I think the A's are the only team that have a lower OPS coming <laughs> from shortstop this season. Awesome. Um, so, uh, and of course... This goes without saying. The Oakland A's don't count. Like when we talk about Major League yeah, Baseball not this real. season, the they're, Oakland A's do not count. They do not exist. Um, they are a figment of your imagination. <laughs> uh, um, and every time you talk about the Oakland A's, you get a knock on your door, and it's fucking um, agents J and K, <laughs> and they just ask you to look into the thing. Yeah. So, but when you look at the bullpen, because right now the rotation with Julio out, um. And Syndergaard, is Syndergaard, he's on the IL. Yeah, the they, they threw his ass on um, there. Because, because one of his fingers is like uh, a balloon, I think, or, or something like it's it's kind of falling off. Yeah, for so, sure. Um, but also like maybe not, maybe they just, you know, kind of closed the door on his hand and he's like, oh, oh, yeah. 15 days. Sorry, Noah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, so. uh, they took him into the office and it was like the scene out of Goodfellas when uh, – <laughs> When uh, Joe Pesci gets capped or whatever, they, that was Dave's <laughs> office. Speaking of uh, mm. that video of Dave uh, quickly hiding a Modelo, <laughs> that yeah. was the most human he's ever been. <laughs> that was awesome. I'd actually saved I, that saved his job for at least two more years in my eyes. <laughs> I mean, that was legitimately hilarious. Yeah, no, he's just like all of us. Yeah. Like that's fine. <laughs> like it should make everyone feel better when you do know that. Dave is actually like freaking out about the yeah. state of the team. Yeah, right? yeah, like he's, <laughs> he's he's like fuck, dude. We just lost on we just lost to the fucking Phillies. All right, just give me it's Modelo time. He's been in the clubhouse for five minutes, yeah. and he's already and then, popped open a Modelo. Then, yeah, and then Kirsten's like, "Hey, Dave. Hey, hey, Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. uh. What's that? We're on camera now. <laughs> I just shit. I forgot about yeah. that. Um. And and he's also been like very <laughs> the way that Dave is talking to the media about the bullpen right now is it's it's as if a normal person is saying I fucking hate everyone here like he's well, yeah. he's literally going like yeah I don't know like, everyone, they're not good I everyone don't know what with to a tell brain you. knows that that's fucking how bullpens work <laughs> yeah like the I honestly think the the quickest fix to that bullpen is just calling up as many guys from Double A AA and Triple A as you can and seeing right. if any of them work yeah. Which like, is in essence like kind of what that's, they're doing. I know Landon Knack just got called up to Oklahoma City, so mm-hmm. I can't imagine he's going to be very far from the the major league bullpen. Yeah, and someone else did too. So, like that's what they're just going to have to do. And then, I, it's almost July, so we can talk about trade season. But mm-hmm. I really do think that um, they should probably try and trade for Kenley Jansen. Um, I think that would pre that'd be a pretty good idea. <laughs> um, well, apparently. Uh having a uh a a a solidified closer is the one thing that makes a difference right like that's that's <laughs> isn't that crazy that's what i've been told is yeah. that having a um um so but i i i mock it but here's the i've seen this take from a lot of people over the last couple of weeks that the dodgers main issue is that they don't have a primary closer 
and no, yeah. I, I mean, I don't want him to come. I don't want him to come and close. It's just he's been really fucking good this year, and they need arms in the bullpen. Uh, so just do it, man. What I find hilarious about this idea is that, like last year, the Dodgers did have a solidified closer. I know they had somebody in the closer role. <laughs> and they hated year. him. And so, are we saying that because Craig Kimbrell was told that he was the closer all season, that's why the bullpen was good? Yeah. Like that's that's what I'm not buying. Yeah. The, that's <laughs> that's very good. The, the are there people actually saying that? Yeah, I've that's seen awesome. that. I've seen plenty of people say it. Um, again, these are the people that need to be calling the Dodger games. <laughs> And and I I just don't obviously yes Evan Phillips is the best reliever on the Dodgers but even he's regressed a little bit yeah, since last season yeah. like, like he's actually getting hit kind of hard mm-hmm. um but he still is the the person I I have the most confidence in I know like we point to um one of the games in Cincinnati that they were walked off because that did happen multiple times in Cincinnati which is awesome yeah um uh where. Phillips was using the eighth because it was the heart of the order yeah, up, and then and Caleb then, Ferguson yeah. went out in the ninth. And, and Phillips only threw like eight pitches or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Now, yeah, there are different ways you could have handled it. Either you have Phillips go out there again, or and <laughs> uh, poor sweet Patrick, our our, our coworker Patrick. I, I was I was working that night, and he was here as well. And he instantly goes into the argument of like, oh well, Dave is is going to analytics, and um, I just want to point out that Caleb Ferguson came into a game where it was three right-handed bats coming up. So, um, no, yep. <laughs> it yep. was not those, an analytically sound decision. Those pesky analytics, man. <laughs> um, that's the thing, and that's the problem that we've run into with Dave for years now. Is by the way, <clears throat> it's not the analytics that are the issue. It's the fact that Dave will often ignore them entirely and just go with whatever he wants. Yeah, and that's that's. There's this weird argument where it's either you go with well, analytics or go with your gut, and and, a, and some so many people confuse going with your gut with feel for the game. They yeah. think those two things are interchangeable, well, no, and they're not. It's going with your gut if it doesn't work. It's feel for the game if it works. Right. Like that's that's the yes, thing. Yes, like, exactly. And it's it's just such a funny line of thinking now because like I every team uses analytics now. Yeah, everyone. Like yeah. everybody does. Maybe yeah. not the Angels, but like. <laughs> Look at them, like, <laughs> like the A's are using analytics, and they won five games in a row. And like, my grandmother plays for them, and she's been dead for three years. So, like, it's just it's such a weird thing. Like, the Rays, the Rays are like, do the Rays have fifty wins already? They're, the Rays are forty eight and twenty one. Okay, yeah. Like they were the only team that used analytics for a yeah. long time. Yeah. So like. It, clearly something about it works <laughs> like they have one great player that everybody should know it's fucking randy rosarena like after that like and yeah they've got Franco. some guy named yeah wander franco's really good too uh yandy diaz has 12 home <laughs> runs and he's hitting 308 yeah. uh isaac parides is hitting uh he has 11 home runs and he's hitting he has 45 rbis like it, it, at some point like do people just admit that this shit works right like it it's so weird it's such yeah. a weird like I don't understand it. I really don't. Like, it's such an odd thing to get hung up on if you're an old baseball head. I don't... <laughs> Especially now. Well, like, it, it's like complaining about the forward pass in 1990 <laughs> when you're watching Brett Favre throw, like, 60-yard bombs to somebody and being like, this is fucking ruining the game. <laughs> Run the damn ball. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of been the issue is, like... I, I get I'm not saying that Roberts isn't blameless with his bullpen management. He's he's that's always been the case. Yeah, no, he sucks at it. Um, he's bad. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's fucking doing. <laughs> but also like a, a, and we've said this many times, a, a baseball manager is as good as their bullpen. Yeah. So um if the bullpen's not pitching well collectively, <laughs> what's he supposed to do isn't really? It, isn't it funny that the best Dave has ever been at managing his bullpen is when he just didn't do anything and just let <laughs> Julio Urias pitch the rest of the fucking World Series? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's awesome. Like, yeah. you'd think people would then figure it out. Like, oh, th- it's just fucking random. Yeah. Like, it, ugh. Um, and, like, I, I get the one complaint about, like, that game is, yeah, Ferguson, who has, who's been one of the better arms in the pen this season, he's had a rough go of it the last, like, week and a half now. Um, but he's actually been one of the more dependable arms throughout the season. Um, but if you're coming up with, with three right-handed bats near the bottom <laughs> of the lineup and you have Shelby Miller available, 
uh, Shelby Miller feels like the guy there. I know he hasn't been used in high leverage as much, but like looking at the pen right now, and I don't know if this is a testament to the state of this pen or if this is me saying that I, I think Shelby Miller might actually be decent. Um, I Shelby Miller is going to end up being a high leverage guy within the next month. Yeah, it's going to happen. And, I, I think just out of necessity, but it's going to happen. And he's he's shown stuff that actually is believable um in in the sense of maybe him being kind of a thing um and this this is you know we see this situation often where guys who are failed starters try to become a reliever and they turn well, into actually yeah. a decent well, and high leverage Shelby guy. Miller is the exact kind of fucking bullpen pitcher that you should have like yeah. he's cheap and you don't care if you blow his arm out having him throw innings like yeah. it is what it is like it it's so mind-boggling that people still haven't figured it out like yeah. that's just what it is man like Blake Trinan was a star- wasn't Blake Trinan a starter too before he got converted to a reliever. Daniel Hudson was. Yeah, Daniel Hudson was for sure. Like, um, is Trinan ever coming back? I mean, obviously he's busy today. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I, I'm, sh- I'm assuming he'll be back from Florida soon. Yeah, but. And and you know, a month of June seems off the table. <laughs> um, but, um, uh, uh, anyway, um, I no, I I think Trinan's situation seems kind of weird. Um, Hudson's getting closer, but he he's he got pushed back a little bit. But he might actually pitch. Uh, Alex Reyes, remember him? Yeah, that was the Cardinals yeah, guy. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's dead. Uh, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> he unfortunately is dead. No, Alex Reyes will not be pitching this season. I had to have, to have surgery. Um, he's got a cheap team option for next year, so we we might see him then. But you know, it's, it's, uh, not, <laughs> we'll leave it when I see it. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, no, I, the other thing with Shelby Miller is like, he's developed and he's following the pattern that Dodgers relievers have found success in over the past few seasons. And it's having guys develop a slider and, and having that transition to the bullpen, Shelby Miller starting to throw a slider. He's his opponent average on it is, is like, is under well under 200. Um, he's, he's working that in more and I think that he could potentially follow the trajectory that we just saw with Evan Phillips that we've seen with Blake Trinan. Um, I'm not saying he's going to get to that level because Evan Phillips far exceeded our expectations and and became a a, a fantastic reliever. But I do see Miller potentially being a guy that could be relied upon in the seventh, eighth inning of of important games. It's it's Miller time, baby. It's Miller time. Miller, Um, Miller backing up Miller. (laughs) <laughs> Let's get a bat named Miller, and we'll just have Millers all over the place. Um, and we need it because, like, for the most part, everyone's been bad. Um, you know, a, a Gratterall has been bad, uh, just pitching to contact. The one thing that Noah Syndergaard does incredibly well is not walk people, as does Bruce R. Gratterall. Maybe <laughs> these guys should start walking people because <laughs> both of them Oh, man. Freak- Gratterall still... Uh... Syndergaard and Gratterall might be my two least favorite players to watch pitch <laughs> in Dodger history. I think we also, uh, the Dodgers need to enforce a rule that when the ball is hit into play, no matter how close it is to Brewstar Gratterall, he he's not allowed it. to lead the ball. Yeah, no, don't let him. <laughs> like, he he legitimately thinks he's Derek Jeter whenever yeah. he picks up a baseball. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> he fails miserably at trying to throw. Like, it was hilarious watching him like try to barehand a ball and turn and throw it to first and just sailing it over Freddie Freeman so bad. with runners on. It was awful. Um, so uh, Bruce are just uh, like, honestly, remember like when Sebastian Janikowski would kick the ball off and just run to the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Bruce Starr. Uh, I do. just, I have so much disdain for him. It's so annoying. How do you throw that hard and just pitch to contact every fucking time? Yeah. Yeah. Kills me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I mean, that's kind of where we're at. It's again You know, it, I they're they're gonna be okay, everybody. Yeah. Like I think they'll figure it out. Uh I don't know if they're gonna win the division because the Diamondbacks appear to have uh stolen whatever secrets the Giants had a couple yeah, years ago. They're actually good. Because they can't lose. Like they just don't lose anymore. Yeah. Um But, you know, everybody makes the playoffs and uh, th- thankfully, it does not appear that the uh, the San Diego Padres are going to make the playoffs this year. So, right. 
<laughs> I want to I want to talk about that one uh, really quickly, but I do want to wrap up. It's this was my main thought on pitching as a whole, and I think that I I think that it's it's a detail that people keep overlooking with the fact that yes, the Dodgers pitching staff has regressed heavily. They're they haven't been good, but I do want people to keep in mind that pitching across the league is, is worse this year. Yep. And offense is up. And it's no coincidence that this happened after enforcing a pitch clock. <laughs> after uh, uh, after uh, uh, de- banning defensive shifts. Like, the Dodgers, and we've talked about this, the Dodgers shifted more than anybody over the past few years. And that translated to historically great ERAs. Yes, of course, the pitching staffs were a lot better than this one as it was. But also... I think we do need to recognize the fact that especially when you guys when you have guys like Noah Syndergaard and Bruce Star Gratterall who are just pitching to contact and you're not able to position the <laughs> defenders yeah. behind them in a way that's super advantageous to the pitching staff hits are going to increase mm-hmm. runs are going to increase so this is the learning curve that we warned you about prior to the season. We that, hate to say we told you so, <laughs> folks. I'm going to pull this card. But, like, legitimately, we talked about this. This is this is a factor in the pitching staff regression. Uh, it, it's, we see it across the league. Um, last season, 19 teams had an, a team ERA under four. And right now, 10 teams have a team ERA under four. And, and all each of the top six are in the American League. So... The scoring is up, especially in National League play. Um, so this is kind of... I'm not saying that without these rules that this staff would have been much better, but I think I we think would have seen better yeah, things. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I, I think that we need to keep that in mind, that this is also part of the process, given the fact that the Dodgers catered their pitching staff and, and, and uh, produced their roster and uh, curated talent and scouted and developed pitchers in a way that factored in defensive shifts. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that that we're seeing the pitching staff struggle with all of these new uh, factors at play. Yeah. So hopefully, like, as they get used to it, then we'll see them bounce back in the second half. But right now, we kind of have to deal with it. We kind of have to go uh, go through it. Um, they have played good teams. I know they did play the Reds in there, but Ellie De La Cruz is the best player on the planet, so he happened to show up for the Dodgers series, and, and uh, he was great in the first two games, and then Clayton Kershaw shut him down. <laughs> Kershaw's phenomenal. But De La Cruz, damn, that dude was fun to watch. That, that was actually really cool getting to see his debut because that dude is uh, that dude's a stud. It was a lot of fun to watch that guy. Um, can we do a shout-out real quick to Nikola Jokic? Sure. Uh, greatest basketball player in the country right now, or in the world, really, uh, that hates playing basketball. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> he was so mad that he has to go to this parade on Thursday. He was pissed. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so happy he's the face of the league now. Like, There's never been a more unesthetically pleasing player to watch play their sport than Nikola Jokic, but he's just so good at it. Like, It's so funny that this fat white dude has the same level of like, oh shit, here he goes again, like that Steph Curry did, (laughs) or like LeBron in his prime. Uh, So good for him. He's an inspiration to all of us, really. (laughs) Remember how much people complained that Mike Trout was the face of baseball, and ah, this guy's boring. Well, guess what, NBA fans? (laughs) You get a boring Serbian now who doesn't want to be here. <laughs> so there you like go. that's aw- it's awesome. I pr- I truly appreciate it. Like <laughs> this man will stand by the three point line, he, throw a ball as if he's like throwing the ball in yeah. in a soccer game, and it just somehow yeah. goes. <laughs> he's going to have his suitcase on stage at the parade. Like it's going to be fully packed, <laughs> and he's going to talk for like two seconds. He's like, uh, "I brought championship by." <laughs> He's gonna sit in the passenger seat of the truck that's carrying everybody. Yeah, in. yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's gonna he's gonna have his phone out while Mike Mike Michael Malone is crying about like how nobody believed in them even though they're the best team all year, and like he he's gonna have his phone out and he's like gonna have an Uber just come pick him up from the stage <laughs> to take him to the airport to go back to Serbia. Oh, like man. he's so cool. I love him. Uh, well. Let's let's wrap this up with one more baseball story. And I know we, I don't want it to like 
be a thing where we are just like bashing the Padres. Like I, I, I no, we love them. <laughs> it's it's because like the most annoying thing about Padres fans is how much they talk about the Dodgers. So I don't want to be like an annoying Dodger fan who just spends time punching down at the Padres. But I do think it's a very overlooked story about what's happening with the Padres right now where they are uh, in a legitimate crisis. <laughs> like, <laughs> the organization is kind of severely fucked and people really aren't talking about it. Um, and this is, of course, because of the fact that they uh, their Bally Sports TV deal uh, straight up like just vanished yeah uh, the, the the network carrying all of their games declared bankruptcy and then just booted them off the network um this is a network which was providing the padres with 60 million dollars a year and uh this padres ownership group was banking on that money for the next like 10 years uh to have an extra 60 million in income you know local tv deals are the biggest factor one of the biggest factors in teams making money and using that money to uh, supply their team with talent. The Dodgers have the best TV deal in the country. Um, They get like a quarter of a billion dollars every year from Spectrum. And that's why I've had to, you know, tell my computer that it's in Copenhagen in order to watch the Dodgers. That's the sacrifice I pay. So that way they could, they could, they could (laughs) bring in Freddie for Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, The Padres, uh, right now, our MLB came to the rescue, and they've they've they're carrying their games for the rest of the season. And there are ways where I actually I saw they're going to get like a payout of some kind anyway, but like it's yeah yeah it's not anywhere close to what they would expect. So. Yeah, and if you read stuff from Padres reporters and from from people media in San Diego, there's like legitimate concern mm-hmm. that yeah, uh, the I... Padres ownership group is losing their shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course. <laughs> because they just gave all this money to like Xander Bogarts. Mm-hmm. And, Crazy. Uh, and well, have and paid I, up a nose for everyone. I don't know if we have talked about it, but like, I feel like their fans convinced themselves that the only reason the Dodgers were good is because they spent money. Yeah. And so, like, the ownership must have bought that hook, line, and sinker. So they're like, okay, well, we'll spend a bunch of money and then we'll be good. <laughs> but, like, when you even have Ken Rosenthal being like, yeah, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> like, that's bad. Yeah. Like, they just are not a cohesive team. Like, I I don't get it. I, I truly don't. Like, they should not be as bad as they are. Right. But, like, even Musgrove has, like, a ERA in the fours. Yeah. Like, what? I, I don't know. I don't understand it. Right. Like, at some point here, like, they're going to have to fire Preller. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't think a new GM is going to want to inherit all of these contracts. <laughs> no. No, so they're gonna have to find ways out of them, and like, I they did not need to give Jake Cronenworth the amount of money they gave <laughs> Jake Cronenworth. Like, Xander Bogarts uh, was a like, okay, so we're gonna go here and we're gonna get Aaron Judge, and then when Aaron Judge is like, I'm not fucking signing with the San Diego Padres, they panic, and they're like, oh, uh, okay, we'll give this, give all of this money to Xander Bogarts. <laughs> like, it's just like it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's crazy too. Like uh, Juan Soto started hitting again because yeah, he's, he's he's actually good. good. Um, yeah, but but at the same time, Machado's been hurt. Xander Bogarts got hurt, um, and their depth is not great. Um, and their pitching staff, because you know everybody is regressing pitching wise. Like it's <laughs> they they've had their issues. So, um, yeah, they I I've I've seen rumors as crazy as like the Padres are like considering to be like massive sellers at the deadline because of their, their money issues because uh, the ownership group is now scaring the hell out of everyone because they don't have any money coming in. And I uh, look, I don't know. I'll, I'll believe, I'll believe it I all just, when I like, see what it. What can but... they really sell? They're not, they can't trade Tatis. No. Like that, that would be stupid. No, I would, mo- I would maybe move Soto because I don't think <laughs> they're going to resign him now. Right. But they would be, that would be a quick. Uh, that'd be a quick fix, but but and people would like give them an endless amount of shit if they did that. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it, but like, there's nobody they can move. No, Snell. Like, who wants that? Right. Like, Darvish, maybe Musgrove. That'd be a dagger to his heart. Right. 
Not that he doesn't deserve it, but <laughs> maybe I—I I mean, maybe flipping Josh Hader would be a little yeah, more like, palatable for people. But yeah, like they don't have like that's what happens when you give out these monster contracts to people. Like yeah. no one wants that. What you gonna flip Jake Cronenworth? <laughs> like they could maybe flip Gary Sanchez, but he's like, right. I almost promise you he's gonna stop being good by like right before the uh, the All Star break. Yeah, like you know, sometimes you make a bed that you gotta lay in, man. Like, <laughs> you wanted to compete with the big boys. Sometimes you get big boy problems. What's a bummer, too, is that I know we, like, and, and baseball fans in general like to really give shit to teams that, like, spend a lot of money. But it's actually good for the sport yeah. when teams are trying to spend because, again, the Oakland A's don't exist anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which, again, that is something we have said since, like, the Padres started being good. <laughs> Like we've said, it's good that they do this. Yeah. Like, it gives teams like the Orioles no excuse. Right. Like, San Diego is a, a minuscule market compared to Baltimore. Yeah. Like, or Pittsburgh or any other market in the country, but they spend money like they're New York or Los Angeles. So. Right. And the problem now is think about the fact that the Padres are now sending a message. And the Mets as well. The yeah. Mets haven't been good. And no. so now all these mid-market teams are now once again being told by other teams' failures, we shouldn't be spending money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and so, unfortunately, like, it sucks. Like, like and You know what's good is even though the Padres are in the Dodgers division and nobody likes them and they're kind of annoying, mm. uh, the Mets being bad is infinitely more funny than oh, the Padres great. being bad. It's so good. <laughs> so I saw, like, Steve Cohen being like – um. Yeah, we're, I'm not going to fire uh, – what's his name? I can't even be, be asked to remember his name. Who's their manager? Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter. Yeah, like, I, I'm not going to fire him. We're not going to do that. He's getting fired. <laughs> yeah. Steve Cohen is going to fire you. Uh. And then, like, it's just like he was like, yeah, our pitching hasn't been good. And it's like, dude, who did that? That was you. <laughs> you did that. You signed uh. Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander yeah. to massive contracts. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Um, just to, to, to put a cap on this episode, I want, and maybe we all think about this for a while, uh, <laughs> when looking at the trade market for pitchers, um, we talked about Lucas Giolito last time. I think he is a, a name that makes a lot of sense. Um, looking at relievers, and this is an honest question, like, can the Dodgers trade for a role as Chapman? <sighs> Uh, if they didn't have to deal with Trevor Bauer at the beginning of the season, uh, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. But because they had to, I don't know if it would go over well. Right. But it's also been so long since Chapman was like even a thing. Where is he even at? Kansas City? Yeah, he's in Kansas City. Is he's he good? Doing well, yeah. Yeah. He is. I mean, I think it's more likely that the Yankees trade for him <laughs> than anybody. Um, I would do it. I, I would. I mean, personally, I. It is what it is. I still think they should have traded for him when he, when they initially were going to trade for him. Right. Um, like it's it is you, you know, especially now like athletes are uh, athletes are all pieces of shit. Right. So it, it's hard to uh, it's hard to gauge. Yeah, I know it's it's tough. Like I I I think I would, but I don't know if that's hypocritical or not. And I'm gonna have to well, think I about think, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just i don't know i don't waste time thinking about that shit anymore because it's only a matter of time until it comes out that you know the person that you thought was an upstanding citizen was actually a fucking monster right like if donald trump can get arrested like who's to say all of us can't get arrested (laughs) uh no i i there the the trevor bauer thing is going to scare them away from signing any of those guys or trading for any of those guys and rightfully so yeah they probably shouldn't but um you know i'm not the moral police i it is i i'm at the point where it's like if he's good for the dodgers then then do it because they already threw that shit out the window by signing bauer in the first place Mm. so yeah yeah um i mean they can trade for joe kelly joe kelly's been good (laughs) yeah no they really should like i'm I'm telling you like go just go get joe kelly go get kenley jansen just get some arms run it back 
Um, Kenley should have never really left in the first place. Nah. Like, it's weird that he's bounced around, and he's, like, going. Now that they've retired uh, Fernando's number, like, Kenley's number should get retired. Yeah, uh, Justin yeah. Turner's number should get retired. Mm. So probably shouldn't have let him go in the first place. JT, I really don't have a problem with. Uh, mm. He's kind of washed. Mm. And JD's been better. So. Yeah. Um, since uh, uh, Trace Thompson also had his Rest in uh, peace. his hand left in a doorway, and suddenly they're like, "Oh, ten days," and then they went actually sixty days, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "What? What I do?" <laughs> um, Enjoy hell, Trace. Uh, <laughs> Trace. Uh, last year was fun. Um, I'm sorry, we'll probably never see you again. Yeah, he's <laughs> I mean, he's uh, he's finished. Let's get some Johnny DeLuca action. Agura <laughs> Hills, what's up? Let's go. Uh, um, uh, there is also, you know, there is a since they do need a right-handed bat that can play the outfield. Um, hits lefties well. Um, how about Kike Hernandez? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Bring him back as there, well. That's a name. Uh, what if we like if they traded for like Kike Kenley and Justin Turner for yeah, the hell of it? That'd, that'd be, be that'd be funny. Uh, all right. Why not do it? Um, we'll we support you. Wheel out the corpses of Vin and uh, Tommy while you're at it. <laughs> use a uh, use dark magic to bring uh, them back. Uh, you can get Adrian Beltre out of retirement. I'm sure. Yeah. he's Not doing anything. Yeah. Get Rich Hill. Get bring back Rich yeah. Hill. Yeah. No, 100 percent actually. <laughs> Come on. Why not? Uh, Zach Granke. <laughs> Zach Granke's available, baby. Um. All right. We'll wrap this up. Um. Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, days will days will be better. Games will get better. Look, the, the pitching will come back. All right, everything's gonna come back around. Let's just uh, calm down. It's 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 all good. All right, it's it's all good. And then, um, you know, magically we're gonna end up having to trade like Diego Cartaya and uh and Brian Pepio and uh, Dalton Rushing for. Uh, uh, Mark Leiter Jr. Yeah, I, no. <laughs> worst thing I've ever seen. Let's we'll talk about that next time because it'll be closer to the deadline and we can talk about all these stupid ass uh, trade ideas. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, until next time. Uh, swing shift. Ryan and Bo. Have fun, everybody. Good night.